There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. We have a very special guest with us today, Hannah Maria. Um, before we explore conversation together, let's do what we always do, which is to settle in a little bit. So wherever you are, I invite you to get comfortable in a chair or lying down. And if it feels good, you can close your eyes. And just breathe. Just being aware of your breath in this moment and noticing how bringing awareness deepens and lengthens the breath. Just noticing breathing in and breathing out. Feeling that natural state of Stillness and relaxation returning to your body. Feeling yourself here and now in this moment. Really feeling yourself in your body. Just letting everything be as it is, whatever might be coming up for you today. There's no need to change anything. Bringing all of yourself to this moment. Letting it all be okay. Just being yourself, just being here. And sinking deeper into your source, the source of you, whatever that is for you. Feeling that, feeling that connection, that remembrance, that you, the true you, is always right here. You don't have to look for it. It's always right here waiting for you to remember.
and feeling your heart. Feeling the heart that you have for yourself, that love that you have for yourself. And then for all beings everywhere. And you can remember this at any time, even just one moment of your day. All it takes is just one moment. And breathing in and breathing out. Feeling your body, your sweet, beautiful body. Being so grateful for all it does for you. And when you're ready, you can... Move the body if you'd like in any way that feels good and open your eyes. Hannah, mm. mm. <laughs> thanks so much for being here today. We would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us how you arrived here in this now moment with us. Oh, I can't hear you, Hannah. You're on. You muted. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I muted myself. <laughs> uh, so I don't, so there's not some noises. My husband's yeah. working outside, so. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Yeah, um, yeah, arrived here very smoothly through this meditation. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to you. <laughs> that was so good to, to do that. Mm, I wish every uh, podcast would be started with a little <laughs> moment of silence and just to really arrive, you know. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Um, yeah, my story has <laughs> been quite a wild one. I, I feel there's like multiple lifetimes of experience already mm -hmm. somehow, but, um, I guess to kind of condense it, um, I'm a lover of nature. I was born in the Nordic jungle in Finland, in Suomi. I grew up with the trees in a very small town. I spent most of my days in the forest, uh, and I've had a very intimate connection through there also mm -hmm. to, let's say, the more subtle realms. Um, but then I got very curious. I moved around. I lived in London, in, in San Francisco, in big cities, and got a taste of the, the matrix, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> had some interesting jobs. I was... Um, I was studying multilingual communication and psychology, so I ended up working for the UN as a translator, as a, a simultaneous interpreter, and uh, for the Finnish oh. Defense Forces. So I also got to see a little bit what the system is like from the inside, and I met some very high-ranking generals and presidents and hmm. 
that was weird. <laughs> but uh, very soon I came to see this is totally not for me because as an interpreter, mm. you have actually no voice. It's it's the irony there because you're basically a creative machine in between two people communicating. You can't add anything of your own there. You just have to be excellent and in translating the message into the culture of where the message is, is being sent to. So the creativity is only there in how to express something in a way that the receiving end will, will totally comprehend it from their point of view. But I got to see in that job how conflicts are created through misunderstanding, through mm-hmm. um, bad communication, and there was nothing I could do about it. Wow. So I was witnessing conflict created in real time and not being able to prevent it. And so I had a moral problem with that. And, and straight away I was like, okay, no, I, I have a message of my own to share. I can't stay. I can't stay in this job. And so I, I left the academic world. I didn't even graduate. I didn't finish my master's. And um, then I pursued my love for the arts. That's where I started before university. I was in a, in a private um, expressive arts school learning theater. And I became part of an improvisational theater group. And then I moved to London to to pursue that love for the arts, only to discover that the theater world is very corrupted as well, and, and that you have to know people. And if you're Finnish, you can't ever get a Shakespearean role in London because you have to be from there. You have to have English blood. So then I was like, oh, screw this. I'm going to I'm gonna leave this Western world. I'm going to go to India and I'm going to live there in a community. And so that was 2012. And then... Uh, and I met my husband and I was already on this path of seeking then, you know, I, I could feel something is really off with the way that we're told that we should live. Yeah. And the arts was my kind of looking glass into that other side. I, I could feel through movement, through, through improvisational theater, the presence of being in the flow and the richness of our emotional world. And, and mm. I was just thirsting to, to understand that and ex- express that and experience that deeper. And so then I met my husband and, and he was studying ancient healing arts. And then I was completely uh, mesmerized and inspired by that. Uh, he took me to Peru, to the rainforest there. And uh, yeah, we embarked on this journey together of learning ancient healing arts and Amazonian plant medicine. So that's my vocation. Mm-hmm. But beyond beyond my work, my livelihood, I'm also an activist. And that's probably how most people know me. Uh, I've been an activist for 16 years and doing different mm-hmm. jobs um, mm-hmm. while I was working as an interpreter as well. I was working for Amnesty, mm-hmm. which... Uh, I've been trying to hold accountable this whole entire time. Where are you? This is the biggest Mm -hmm. human crisis, like human rights crisis ever, and you're not making it. So I've been to the other side and seen, you know, how they work and multiple layers of deception have been peeled from my eyes in my lifetime. And and yeah, it was the last um, three years that I got a very strong push, let's Mm -hmm. say from my teachers and from my community to, to... become public because prior to that I was a street activist. I still am. I never will. You'll never get me <laughs> off the street. And I love talking to people. I love people. I'm one of the crazy ones, you know. I yeah. love people. <laughs> and so that's my main passion is being on the streets and doing mm-hmm. outreach. Heart to heart. But um yeah, when this tyranny descended on humanity, I got a very strong encouragement and and push like you need to start making videos. You need to start speaking mm. up. And so I started from nothing, didn't even have an Instagram account, 
uh, I was living in the jungle. And uh, yeah, I started making little videos with my crappy old iPhone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, wow, people were resonating with that message yeah. and they were responding to it like, yes, yes, someone's speaking the truth. Yes, this resonates. Uh, and so that's how I ended up here. The, the Yeah, I've become this social media person now. <laughs> Although I left Facebook and Instagram again, so I'm back to my roots uh, out of those platforms in January this year because mm -hmm. I could also see how it can consume way too much of your life. And yeah. although I'm so grateful and I loved all the sense of connection and all the, the mm. messages and comments coming from people and the flood of energy, the connectedness, mm -hmm. at the same time, it was consuming too much of my... Um, my life on earth, let's say yeah. that way. Uh, I was too <laughs> yes. much becoming a virtual person and I was like, mm. no, I don't like this. So, yeah. so I had to put some boundaries for myself. And now this year has been about finding balance with that public activism and then my own private life and my passion and my spiritual life. Mm. And uh, it's not so easy to, to balance all these different elements. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good nutshell. Yeah, it's so many lives in one that you yeah. just described, right? We um, joke around sometimes that this time we're like, all right, guys, we came here, we're doing this. It's like there's no time to just sit around and just, you know, there is the contemplation. But beyond that, just really getting to the deep of all of that. So I'm glad that they pushed you and I'm glad that you heard that voice to come out and just share your voice, which is such a beautiful voice. I was telling you before we started recording, your heart comes through your voice. And so you've been one of my favorite people to listen to and just tune in and just really get that download from you. And when you talked about the forest, it's mm -hmm. funny because I didn't know that. I didn't know your background in that in detail like that. That's what I hear come through you. It's the wisdom of nature. Mm -hmm. Such a deep reverence and connection to that. And maybe we share the same idea that the universe is self-organizing, right? If we just take a step back and let it do its thing and show us how to live our lives, we probably wouldn't be in the mess that we're in right now. But here we are, and we all chose this for a reason, so let's figure this out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's that. There's definitely the allowing allowing nature to to run its course and and show us the principles of harmony which are present everywhere like for me this is the living bible when when i'm in nature i see creation i see intelligent design everywhere so there's that there's that in, in allowing yourself to be immersed in that wisdom and then yet there is the spark of creator in us yes. that is asking us to become activated so for me, it's the balance of receiving and giving the, the reciprocity, which is the key to balance in, in yourself and in your relationships, yeah. in your work, uh, everything. So mm. not just to observe nature and be with nature, but to help nature become enhanced by mm. giving her a hand and helping mm. to bring the message of healing, because mm. our healing will also be the healing of the yes. earth. We yeah. are one. We are yes. earth. Yes. yes. That's our element. This is yes. us. Yeah. 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 That, I think that's been uh, what I've heard and experienced myself. And Liz and I have talked about this so much is finding that balance between the activism energy and the 
going inward energy and when to step forward and when to step back, you know? And so it's been within me, yeah, such a question that I've asked so much over these past few years. And like, when is it time? When is it appropriate? And when is it time to, to not, and Mm. just to be, and you do it so beautifully. I mean, that's your expression. Your expression is that you do it so beautifully and have such a flow there. And I think I read on your website and this may or may not be the quote, but you said silence is violence. Is that what mm. it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you say more about that? Yeah. Um, silence is consent, you know? So if we, if we see the world being destroyed, you know, and humanity being hijacked and, and nature just being annihilated, then if if we don't speak up, if we don't give voice to the voiceless, mm. then we are co-creators of that, mm. that destruction. So for me, you know, there, there's a saying that pen is the mightier, is pen is mightier than the sword, sword. Yeah. but the word is mightier than the mm. pen. Yeah. And everything started with the divine word, you know, everything is in the word. Mm. And I feel that is one of our expressions of our nature as an animal like that that's Mm. one of the things that make us who we are and and part of the modern malady is having lost that knowledge of who we are why how do we differ from a butterfly or a monkey or or a a zebra you know what is it that makes us human well one Mm. of them is the creativity and the other one is the the word the ability to influence and create Mm. with our word Mm. and so yeah, I, I truly feel that when we see something that isn't in alignment with love, you know, with our true nature, that we have the duty to speak up. Mm. That's how I woke up, you know, because someone said something to me. Mm-hmm. Someone brought information to me that I was oblivious to, that I had I had no knowledge of. And so when we say, oh, leave the masses be there, they're sleeping. I don't believe that because the masses, that's our sisters and brothers and mothers and cousins right. and neighbors. There is no masses. It's all precious <laughs> souls. Just like we've been one time, maybe we were the masses, you know, maybe we were caught in the, in the wheel chasing mm. after, I don't know, looks and, and fame and whatever material possessions. Yeah. And so that would have been us at some time, but Thank God for the grace of some soul to recognize the (laughs) sacredness in us and and reach out and give us that information. Even whether it was a meeting that was so authentic that it it broke some sort of a mask in us or whether it was actual, you know, like activism, that's what happened to me. Someone spoke to me on the street Mm. and told me about about the banking system out of the blue. It was an activist that was living Mm. in this... um, uh, what do you call those houses that you take over when it's abandoned? A squat. squat. Yeah, squat. a squatter in London. Oh. And uh, he started telling me about the, the banking system. Whoa, did nobody ever talk to me about that? <laughs> you know, so because we're born yes. into a, a slave yeah, society and we are like yeah. zoo beings, you know? Yeah. So we, we need to rewild ourselves yes. and each other. And we, yes. we can, how can we do that if there isn't an example of that? How can we come to discover that unless someone else is shaking mm, yeah. that paradigm and living that expression, that, that wilder, more authentic expression? Yes. Mm, rewilding. That has been one of my themes 
And that, that word just speaks to me in so many levels, like so many levels. Oh my God, thank you for bringing that up. Mm. Have I have a question about you being, you know, touched by what somebody else had told you in that moment and just having that spark turned on of like, wait, what? How has that, how have you experienced that on the other side, right? Being that person who is oftentimes activating others, how mm -hmm. has the response been to that? And I know it's at different levels because you're, for the ones watching or listening, Hannah is oftentimes out there, boots on the ground. So it's not just videos. She's out, she's talking to people, she's holding signs, she's really, as she said, doing that heart to heart, which mm -hmm. not everybody feels like they're wired to, right? Everyone's going to find their own place in how they move through this time. But my question is, how has the response been for you being on that other side, right? Recognizing yourself. And I think we were just speaking about that othering when we go all yes. the masses, like we're yeah. othering people, like yes. somehow we're on this different yeah. place, right? And we're all coexisting. We may be coexisting at different levels of awarenesses and that's fine, mm -hmm. but not at the level of the collective experience here. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. For me, the first word that comes is hope. Mm -hmm. uh, what your average human being out there on the street is like when you notice them and speak to them is they appreciate that right they appreciate yeah. being seen so even so for me it's the the art of approaching people that's the first step how do you do that you know i learned when i was doing outreach back in 2007 uh in tampere in my in my uh, hometown i learned that you have to approach people in a way that they feel safe so that's that's yeah. the first step and recognizing them as a unique soul yeah. so not just like oh there's someone i can sell this campaign to you know it's yeah. like okay who is this individual yeah. who is this soul so i would often say something like always speak the truth that's the, the that's the first requirement <laughs> of course to yourself to others yeah. so i would often say something that i would see in the other that i could truthfully say uh, and it would be something like wow i really appreciate your dog or, oh, hey, you're looking bright and sunny this morning. Or, or I would say something that actually I meant it. And yeah. then they would be like, wow, someone noticed me. Mm -hmm. That like, that would be oh, the first oh. step is to approach yeah. people in a way that they, they feel noticed. And then I would always give them the benefit of doubt. I would not ever assume anything. So for instance, when I do animal rights activism, I would never approach someone Oh, do you eat meat or are yeah, you vegan? Yeah. yeah. I, I would say, like, okay, um, have you heard of what happens in the animal industry? So I start from a place where we can both be on the same side. And mm -hmm. we're examining a phenomena that right. is problematic. So we're we're both looking at it from here together, the two of us. Okay. And uh in the way we've done it, we also have a lot of footage, so it helps. Just okay, look what's happening there. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? So I, I, it's the Socrates method of asking questions and always giving people the space to speak up. That's the most important thing: is get them to speak. Mm. And so many people value that; they appreciate that because they're not being heard. They're not given the space. the The way most people are programmed is that your voice is not meaningful. You're not a politician. You're not a scientist. You're not a doctor. Yeah. You're not a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, right. Who are you? Why do you think your voice matters? You know, 
Yeah, but totally. here's you on the street saying, hey, what do you think? Do you I think? want to know what mm. you think. Yeah. And it gives them the space of, okay, I'm being heard, I'm being met. What do mm. I think? And oftentimes people mm. surprise themselves <laughs> because they start asking questions that maybe they never even asked before from themselves. Mm-hmm. And they start discovering their own inner voice coming through, their own wisdom coming through. And they're like, yeah, well, I'm not comfortable with, with the it. way the farming industry is going with the animals, let's say. Yeah. And then I would say, do you think it's necessary that we continue this way? So I, I, I give them the opportunity to contemplate questions and, and they appreciate, they appreciate that. So I'm mm-hmm. totally opposed to the preaching mentality. Yes. Because yeah. it does not work. Does not People who say <laughs> that it works, I'm sorry. You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't been on the streets. I can tell you, it does not work. Uh-uh. You know, it's one thing to be online and you're spamming someone's thread and nobody right. can, you know, say, stop doing that. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. they'll block you in the end, but you can just keep pushing your message there. Whereas on the streets, if they don't like you, they'll walk off. You see <laughs> yeah, that, but you'll see their back going further and further away from you. You realize... I messed oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> My approach was not good enough for them to actually want to spend their precious time and attention with me. Those are the real currencies, time and attention. So if they do give you that, then you know there's something special happening in this moment. Mm. So you have to be very humble because you are there to see whether your message, whether your presence is worthy of someone's attention. Oh, when, when they give you your attention, you have to be in a place of gratitude at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that resonates. And this energetic communication that is happening on the street, that, that's like 95% of all communication. So this is why the, the, the data form of, of communication is so poor. It's so yes. lacking the human connection. But of course, if you really express yourself and you really focus on the way you speak, you can transmit a powerful signal even online, but it's still nothing compared to how you can do it on the streets. Mm. So people receive that. And then even though we may come to differ and we may come to have different opinions on the street, there is this like still a gratitude of, wow, we're able to have a conversation. We're able to have a dialogue. I don't take people into a debate. So for me, that's straight away, it's hostile. You know, there's yeah. the straight away an agenda. I need to win and this person needs to lose. Oftentimes it mm. means that they lose their face in the process. Mm-hmm. So what you want is to give them the opportunity to contemplate things. And uh, yeah, best case scenario, they'll come to discover something. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't, you're giving them an opportunity to mm-hmm. begin to learn how to think. Mm, you yes. know, this is something that we don't really make time for in our lives in the modern yeah. culture. Yeah. It's really to think. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So the, I say it's it's mostly positive. The only time I've had very hostile responses was when I wasn't wearing a mask and it was mandated mask and lockdown and oh, you're not supposed to be on the street. So then yeah. you would have some people in fear you know yes. shouting at you you're yes. responsible for killing our grandmother and yes so yeah. but there's you can't take that personally this is another no. issue that people do yes. they they no. they don't see this pain this person is responding from pain they're yes. in a state of fear don't take it personally don't say anything back you know yeah. just right. okay take it 
and blow it away. You know, don't let it stick to you. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a lesson. Yeah, super powerful. We talk all the time about um, like just the, the real value or currency is us. Like it's just us. So that's such a beautiful example of, because if data worked, then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be a very different world, right? If data worked, it doesn't, it does not. So just mm -hmm. humanizing each other and really seeing yeah. the value in that being regardless of what their opinion may be about anything yeah. It doesn't, yeah. So that's, yeah. Such a thank you for sharing that. And hopefully people will hear this and, and it's how we can talk to everybody, you know, not just people on the street, but our friends, our family, you know, all of the people that are going along with it, people that aren't, it's just communication. Yeah. yeah. And what, what a beautiful way to bridge that gap, right? When we are having different opinions about things or how things should be or could be, et cetera. But too, as you said, come to the space of actually being present with one another, not trying to conquer each other, because also I think that's how we've been colonized, right? Yes. It's always that need to conquer, to like, as you said, to win. And then yeah. in that game, somebody always is going to lose. And what's yeah. the point? There's that thing that says something along the lines of like, we're, I'm not going to remember, but something along like, we're only well if all of us are well, right? And it's coming back to that space of like, how, how does my presence can impact somebody, not in a way to make them feel like they're losing, but that we're actually, we can actually meet. We can actually be together and we don't have to agree necessarily on everything. But as you said, somebody else can feel seen and heard. And what a time to do this when people do feel like they have an opinion and they do feel like, you know, they want to say something about it, regardless of what that is, because everyone is super activated in one way wow. or another, right? And then my question then expands into, you mentioned now, you know, when people were feeling more aggressive, like you're not wearing a mask, but has any of that come up also with very sensitive topics like the GB jab or um, the pharmaceutical industry and how things operate? Because a lot of times I feel like people are so attached to their identity and how they operate in the world and what makes them feel safe, that it's hard sometimes to go into those conversations because all of a sudden the structures start to collapse. There isn't a ground to stand on. So I wonder if that has been similar for you with that those topics. Yeah, it depends. Um, if it's your very, very close circle of people, I think there it becomes more difficult. That's when you speak correct. to strangers, uh, yeah. they seem to be more open to reconsidering their their stance on things. Mm -hmm. When it's when there are these unwritten dynamics and rules in your family. And uh, there's this, yeah, kind of a silent agreement of where mm. everyone stands. And then when you start to break out of that, <laughs> then it, it becomes complicated. So yes, I would say in, in my closest circle of people, yes, it's been challenging. Yeah. And I've lost some people over the last two years, some very, very dear people to me. Yes. And um, not out of my free will. And mm. I would hope that this kind of, stands wouldn't have to break a single relationship. Um, I, I would hope that love would be stronger than that. Mm, yeah. But for some people, it's so 
it's so triggering because, yeah, like you said, it puts their entire worldview uh, under mm-hmm. inspection. And if you are claiming that what they're doing to themselves is wrong, you know, or or dangerous, yeah. it's yeah. For some people, it's it's too much to take it. So yeah. yeah. These are very, very sensitive topics. And and what I've learned over the last couple of years is that this jab, this is just a continuum of a lifestyle that yes. most of these people have already lived for decades. Yes. Right. right. So like, I, I mean, I could be out there outside of McDonald's saying, how dare you take your children here? You know, you know, this is poison. The burger is like one molecule away from a yoga mat. You know, this is not food. <laughs> you know, like, this is, this is gross, you know, yeah. but it's not going to stop them. They're going to no. queue and they're going to go in. Yeah. So right. it's yeah. that same mentality. It's, it's everything. You know, what, what we eat, what we, what we put into the, uh, in our bodies, the way we live our lives, what we consume, not just in terms of eating, but the information we're taking in, Correct. the movies, the yeah. series, the music. So if it's a uh, degenerative, toxic culture that people have been living in for decades, it's going to take some time to get out of that, yeah. you know? And I think honestly, judging that by saying this is wrong, it, it's, it's not going to work. It, it's, it's, for me, all, all the time, it becomes more and more clear that unconditional love and leading by example is that miracle solution <laughs> because you still get to be close enough to the people where that resonance that their soul right. will recognize yes. is starting to have an influence without you having to even say, say anything. anything. Right. Correct. You know, like I had an, uh, I had an example of this. Someone in my family was having tumors, a lot of tumors. And, um, I was trying my best to help them change their diet, you know, coming from coming with unsolicited, unsolicited advice. advice. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants that. Right. Well, no. here I am. I'm studying natural medicine. Yeah. So I have to give you unsolicited advice. Yes. So here's this remedy. <laughs> drink this, drink that. I even brought stuff from the rainforest, you know, I'm bringing yeah. like expensive things, oils and, and all sorts of herbal tinctures mm. and yeah, capsules. And this is guanabana. This is herhunsacha. Take this, take that. And, uh, uh, oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And then I go back visiting a year later, I'm looking for something in their cupboard and I see <laughs> natural Everything. medicine untouched, <laughs> untouched. And I yeah. was just like, I can't believe it. Like, yeah. why are they not taking the medicine? And I was so pissed off. Like, I love this person or this, this soul, not a person. I, I need to rewire my brain. <laughs> I know. Right? Oh no. I love this, this soul. I love this human being. I love this woman. How come they're not taking my advice, which is the best for them? Well, they were not (laughs) in that place yet. You know, they were not matured in their journey to, Mm. to seek for that remedy. And so I let it go. I was like, fine, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna love them. And if they keep having tumors and they'll dying, well, at least I want that the last couple of years of us together is gonna be, Beautiful. So I'm going to stop mm. trying to influence them and I'm just going to love them. Mm. Well, soon enough, like a couple months later, 
she calls me and she's like, I've started having these smoothies that you recommended me. <laughs> and then now, a couple of years later, she's like this natural medicine guru. She's got Ew, everything in great. her cupboard. She's changed her diet just because I stepped off. I let her yeah. have her space and her own pace, yes. her own journey. And But I, of course, kept on living that lifestyle. Yes. But this is the path, honestly, and it's been a painful path. I've been very yeah. Absolute, very principled in my life. And this has cost me to drive some people away that I, I now see that that I had a part in that. You know, so yeah. many people who who they they victimize themselves and they say, Oh, my friends right. dumped me because of my activism or whatever. Well, yeah, sometimes it happens that there's nothing you can do about it. You know, sometimes you do your best and it happens anyway. But other times we've co-created that in a way where we've been too pushy, you know, we've been too judgmental. Even if it comes from a place of judgment, that is, I can see you're dying. I want to save you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But no, it still doesn't work. If it's not, if they didn't ask for it, you're pushing something on them that they don't want. And then they're going to put their defenses up. This is the same as on the streets. If you preach to people, if you push them, they will close up and they will want further away from the likes of you. They yes. want further mm-hmm. away from the information that you're pushing. They, they will villainize it and demonize it yep. because they feel judged and right. nobody yep. wants to feel judged mm-hmm. or, or inferior. Yes. Mm. So important. I think we've, on our spiritual journeys, I remember I've had many of those moments in my early you know, as a young, as a young woman in my twenties, just like, but mom, you know, or, and then, and then, yeah, like years later, oh, hey, Tara, I did this thing and that thing. I'm like, oh, really? That's beautiful. You know, and just try to, mm-hmm, yeah, that's great. I told you that two years ago, you know, so it's such <laughs> yeah. a journey of like, just totally letting go and being the example, just like, just being the example and just holding the frequency so fiercely for yourself yeah. first and then for everybody else. Yeah, well, the most powerful thing we can do, and allowing ourselves that space as well. Yes. You know, like for instance, yes. I'm I'm surrounded by some pretty marvelous, uh, inspiring people, and some of them I look at them and I'm like, wow, it's like I'm looking at athletic performance that is like crazy advanced. And I'm like, wow, you guys are like fasting five months straight. How do you do that? Mm. Or some people on their path to breatharianism, and it's like, okay, well. Should I now try and pursue that too? Am I am I less advanced? Am I inferior? Well, no, you know, I, I'm feeling really good where I'm right now. And yeah. and the choices I'm making, I believe in natural organic growth. Yes. And I think it's actually violent when we try and forcefully yes. push yes. ourselves, yes. even if it's with spiritual practice. I yep. remember some, some yep. years ago, I was like writing on my journal. And I'm like, one, I was really super rigid back then, like crazy mm. rigid with everything. And I felt like it was kind of a, a like, you know, whipping myself. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and I was like, what am I seeking? And I was writing mm. and I was like, what am I seeking? God, is it, is it, is it mm. acceptance from you? Like, is mm. all this pain that I'm putting myself through? Is it yeah. just to be more lovable in your eyes, God? Like, is this why I'm doing this? Yeah. And then realizing, no, God loves us infinitely, un- like unconditionally, and mm. um, just where we are, just as we are. And then yes. that, like, that peace, that that liberation yes. of of saying, I can breathe. I can I can let myself grow the yes. pace that is good for me. 
I don't need to try to achieve anything. I can just learn as, as life brings me lessons. And then when, like, this is the thing for me, everything has to be free will based. Everything has to be joy based. Mm. I don't no longer put myself into any kind of, uh, goals or, or, or things that feel to me is a should. Yes. If it comes with a, a sense of pressure and anxiety and yes. it doesn't feel good in my body, then I know, no, there's something wrong there. You know, listen to what is like a expansion. What, yes. what gives you yes. expansion? What gives you, yes, okay, <laughs> I want to do this. And maybe it is something you want to do, but you don't have the energy for it just yet. I really want to do this project, but right now I feel too tired. I feel I don't have the juice for it. I don't have the focus for it. All right, lay back. Take a couple week break. Where's the rush? You know, why mm-hmm. are we keep running? Mm-hmm. And then you take that break. And then mm-hmm. day 10, you're like, you know what? I feel super inspired. <laughs> and now I'm going to do it. And it happens like this so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You know, so this, this mentality, this pushing, this, it's violent too. So, yes. so big part of my journey is, is discovering this invisible violence you know, in different forms that we are practicing on each other, on ourselves, in our culture, you know, what are we creating and from which intention? Is it coming from patience and love and nourishment or is it coming from inferiority complex and fear Mm -hmm. and envy? You know, what are these, what drives us? Because that makes all the difference in in what you're going to create. Is that core intention, that core motivation? Mm. <laughs> I'm crying. Yes. Happy tears. Yes. Yeah. You, I just, yeah, let's just take a moment because there was something really powerful that you said and you got emotional as well. And you said, Am I trying to be more lovable to you, God? Right? While you're describing, I think the journey that I can speak for maybe the three of us here of becoming that God presence for others where we can love them and not push them and accept them exactly where they're at. And why is it so hard sometimes to do that for ourselves, right? Why do we hold such high standards of what we're capable of or we should, as you said, could be doing versus just, wow, you're so easy to love. You're just so easy to love and remembering that for ourselves, holding ourselves in that space of really being easy to love and then holding that for others. And you spoke of the violence and so much of this past few years, the violence have been amplified on so many levels. And everyone feels it, either they realize it or not, right? Mm -hmm. Either they think that they're doing the right thing, and I'm air quoting here for the ones listening, and it's just violence everywhere you look. Yeah. And so how do we also, as you beautifully said, take a step back and just allow for a more soothing space, a more vibrant space of Mm -hmm. yes and slowing down so much of our lives we've been pushed to go and do and be and achieve and all of that and as tara said earlier like what is the value of all of that and having had i can relate to so many things that you're speaking and i'm having 
that moment in my life right now with a very close family member of just how can I just grow into my being so I can then accept this other being exactly where they're at without any need to teach, to lecture, to control the outcome, to allow for the evolution of this being to take place without me thinking that I am the savior or that I hold the (laughs) ultimate truth for their life because ultimately I don't know what they came here to do and grow into and experience and all of that, right? And it's it's such a dance as we were talking to learning to do that in this time and learning to speak a little louder and be a little firmer and hold a firmer awareness for others to also peek and go, oh, wow, wait a minute, I've never knew this, you know, but coming from a space of not trying again to conquer anybody. Yeah. 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 This like this, the communication is for me is real mastery. You know, this this has been a lifetime path of mine and I continue to catch myself in, in ways of communication that is not healing. For, For me, the word is, is meant to create beauty, harmony. And so the remedy for me is trust. How can we create trust with each other? Yes. And how do we treat each other where they feel safe Safe. to truly show themselves, you know, and and it comes from that place of judgment. And now I'm not saying don't speak the truth or try and wake people up. It's just, how do you do that? Yes. So this, for me, the Socrates method is the way that you can do with anybody, it doesn't matter who it is. It can be a loved one where there is a weird dynamic and you know they are against it, but you could, you could try just a couple of times. Yeah. Have you heard about this uh, lawsuit? You know, did you know that Pfizer paid over two billion in fines for like fraudulent marketing? And, yeah. but if they're not interested, okay. You just let them sit with it, right? Yeah, it's like you can put a couple of seeds there so you have a clear conscience. So you you can know in your morals that you did put something there. You did try a little avenue to to get to them. But if they say no, then we also have to respect that. Yes. Or if we don't, if we keep pushing, you will lose that relationship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, we have to be patient and think of the long picture, the bigger picture in the long run, that will they mature uh, in their curiosity or or whatever, in their path in a way that at some point they will come to you and ask you, well, tell me everything you know. (laughs) Things are starting to get dodgy, you know? I'm I'm noticing something is beyond a medical (laughs) crisis here, like this turning into open-air mental asylum, basically. Yes. You know? Or has been, but it's just different expressions of that. So, yeah, yeah, so to, to keep speaking the truth, but being, this is the mastery, is, is being sensitive to in which way you can communicate it. This is the cultural communication, you know, because we all have these micro expressions of the culture that we're living in. This our worldview, yeah. you know, our, our belief system, our value system. So how do you communicate in a way that they could catch that, right. you know, that they could receive that? Because I see a lot of 
this superiority complex and a lot of arrogance and a lot of schooling, especially with the police. It's a funny thing, you know, um, I'm coordinating this movement, Police for Freedom. As an anarchist, it's a kind of like, most people are just astounded. Like, how could you possibly work with the police? But for me, this is exactly the the remedy for our time is to build bridges and to bring people closer and to to, to destroy this other otherness this this separation and find ways that we can communicate even with the police that doesn't come from a place of wanting to humiliate them let's say a lot of them are crooks and criminals and don't know the law or not are not interested in the law and should not be wearing a uniform because they're not in a place where they can serve or protect anybody still how do you speak to them in a way where you don't create the conflict how do you how do you like do you see that fundamental human that is there that that fundamental sacredness that is inside everyone even in completely indoctrinated immoral individuals because when you do speak to that when you speak to that element in them you're breaking through again breaking through the spell you're you're breaking through this conditioning and they have then the opportunity to feel that and and wow, okay, maybe I can respond from a more humane place also. Yes, yeah. yes how do you rehumanize people? Um, I like saying that once you achieve a certain vibration in yourself, right, a certain knowingness of the infinite of who you are, when you speak from that place, you're actually inviting others to touch that place within themselves. So that's what I hear you saying right now. Yes. It's, can you go beyond the costume? Can you go beyond all the little things that we have created and then speak from that place to that same place? What the other person, human being does with that, that's not your choice. And that reminds me of the conversation we were having with our good friend, Tom Barnett, who's in Australia, about it's not about me. It's not taking things personal. It's kind of getting out of the way a little bit and not being so invested in whatever the response or whatever the dynamic is that's going to happen because others are going to have their own play into this. But then remembering that it's more what we are trying to create. It's not only for ourselves, but for others, generations to come. It's a remembering to deeper remembering. And it's going to take some time to unwind that when you said, as an anarchist, how could you be speaking to the police? Well, that system is in place, <laughs> yeah. right? I think the work you're doing is beautiful. And also people listening, go look up what anarchism is. A lot of people yeah. have a very distorted view yeah. of anarchism. And yeah. I remember when I came into that moment of cognitive dissonance of like, oh, I think I am an anarchist. I am that. Like that, that's what I believe, right? But then it's if you're just in the surface level of what you hear the media say or the newspapers or the magazines or whatever, however they have created the narrative about this, if you Mm -hmm. stay there, then you don't really understand what it is all about, right? Words, as you're saying, in the beginning, it keeps me going back to the beginning, there was the word, the beginning, there was the word, and words have been weaponized. Yes, against us. So it is that time in our lives that we have to be doing our due diligence to really understand what does this mean? What is this really? What is this about? Yeah, yeah, and, totally. And looking yeah. at the etymology of words and also <laughs> exactly. the, the the archaic resonance of the sounds and, and looking into ancient language, because I see there's also a lot of, let's say, kind of 
paranoia around the meaning of words. One, one for me is the word human being. And uh, some people say it means a sea monster. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, where do you get that from? And I start looking into the definition and the etymology of the word human. And I start seeing what, you know, where does it come from in Sanskrit? It means a thinking earth dweller. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Sanskrit root of that word, if you, if you go into, you know, the Indo-Proto-European uh root of that word it also means to do with the earth earth dweller so it's it's it can be also dangerous if, if Eng- english is a very new language mm-hmm. and uh it's become the world has become anglo dominated <laughs> because right, yeah. uh, english is not my mother tongue it's very interesting for me because the word human being in finnish is ihminen and it means a being of miracles oh, oh that's beautiful so there there mm. are languages where, where yes it's totally pure still. So yeah, mm. when you, when you use language and, and it's important mm. that you look beyond the Anglo dominant trans, yes. you know, like translations of words Absolutely. as a linguist, you know, this is what I'm, what mm. I mean. Mm. Like it, it, yeah, you have to, to see beyond the, mm. the first <laughs> definition yeah. and start to look deeper and, mm. and the ancient languages help with that. Can yeah. we also, can we also choose? I like, choosing to revibrate words and meanings and things. Yeah. Things are really alive, right? It's alive. And so what meaning do we give to certain things and how do we use certain things? Let's, let's, I mean, we're here to shake things up, the three of us. And and, and that (laughs) that goes beyond just the talking and all of that. Right. But also new meanings and new, new patterns of relating. And I'm, I feel like what has happened in the past, Especially in the past few years, it has been happening for a long time for the ones paying attention, but it has sped up in like to a level. And I believe in divine orchestration and timing because we needed this shakeup to go into deeper levels of awareness. Um, it's just allowed for us to now be having these conversations where we can at a much larger scale be revibrating and be redefining patterns types of relations all of it just because of all of that and so i tend to say i'm very grateful for it because otherwise i wouldn't be here with the two of you doing this (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i think it's also i mean for me you know having the intention of what words we're using and and like liz is saying we can actually make them mean what we want in the moment and but also not being too sensitive to other people using certain words yes. because I see that happening too. People are like, well, you can, especially in like the natural law stuff, you know, which yes. is, which is, um, it is, it is important. It is relevant, but mm-hmm. not getting too oversensitive to like, well, you used the word, you know, like I know we we're talking before about, Person. People, you yeah. know, or, or of course we know that it yeah. has the certain meaning, but in, you know, day-to-day conversation, you know, it's still okay to, to right. as long as because it means what what we want it to mean in that moment too when we yeah. put that intention there it's again yeah. it's 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 different you know mm-hmm. yeah and language has to be also practical yes it has to be able yes. to be translated between yeah. different <laughs> exactly. you know groups of exactly. people like, i remember yeah. coming back from the jungle and having having a culture shock being back in europe mm-hmm. and and having mm-hmm. to adjust my words to 
the kind of more ma- mundane everyday language because back there, you know, I've been just yes. 10 months sitting in ceremonies and, and, mm. and talking about other worlds and, and, and spirit beings. And then mm. you realize like, okay, this language is not going to cut it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Myself. Okay. What, yes. what is the reality like? for for this individual that I'm talking yes. to so I think that's yes. that's what's asked of us now more than ever is to mm. have compassion and really understand what compassion means it means mm. you're able to put yourself in the other one's position and then see mm. what, what is happening so okay what what is it what is their situation and we can only guess we can only see a glimpse of that we mm. we we think we can read someone from the outside we can't you know not even the best clairvoyant can read you from the outside yeah you can see something but the the fullness of expression that the people oh, hold inside you're privileged if you come to see even a glimpse of that if the person trusts so you if the individual trusts you enough yes. to let you in that sphere yes. of trust yes. you're privileged so how can we create that safety? What kind of language do we use that that creates a sense of familiarity and safetyness? Yes. Or are we trying to prove that we are somehow more superior by right. shaming them with yes. the with the lack of knowledge that they may have in a certain field? You know, this is a big issue as well that I see yes. that a yes. lot of people are falling into this trap of speaking yes. in a way where the other one will feel dumb or yes. uneducated. This is why for me that the highest evolved spiritual teachers they speak in a way that even children Clear. would understand them. Yes. They're not being caught with this terminology and with this jargon and to right. to boost their ego and, and to show how advanced their vocabulary is. Yeah. You know, bring it down to basics. And then when you've done that, then you've really comprehended the essence of something. If yes. you can't do that, you're yes. still all over the place. You're in this like yeah, very right. fragmented word, you know, see. Salad. Or salad. Bring <laughs> it down to the basics. Yes. And, and yeah. yeah, that's respect for me as well. Mm. When you do that, you're respecting the other. Mm. Yeah. Seeing them, valuing them. Yeah. Mm. So, Hannah, we're coming to the end here. I want to respect your time. Um, wait, 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 wait. Before, before we wait. finish, I just had okay. a 360 here because we okay. started, you started by talking about your path and what brought you to this moment. And here we are talking about words and how to communicate. Would it be fair to say that we are interpreters of something and we are trying to digest what the experiences of this fullness that one can only touch but not be told, but we are still trying to communicate in the most loving, sometimes not perfect way. (laughs) And we we tumble and fall and we we learn along the way of what the possibilities are, what this perfection is, that there is yeah. no word to communicate that, but would you like to feel it? Would you like to see it? And that's what gets me excited about. So I, to me, that's a full circle of like, whoa, wait, wow. So more than translators, interpreters, maybe, and communicators, mm-hmm. and, and right? And I don't know. Poet. I just had to share that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Totally. And, and I think there is a way that we can communicate that yes. in fullness. Yes. And that is yes. when we are emanating from our heart. Yes. So, yes. so a practice that I've been, I've been doing is mm. how can I show my animal companions? I have two beautiful dogs oh, that are yeah. like <laughs> angels. I tell you, yeah. they're marvelous. Yeah. How can it. I show them my love without using my hand or my word? Yeah. 
I think we do that way too little in our culture or when it comes yes. to a baby or a tree or a flower. How can I, from my heart, mm. express that, what I feel for them, mm. that appreciation, that gratitude, that love? You can do that. And it's so yes. liberating when you can feel that you can just, you can just love without possessing. You can yes. love without touching. Mm. You can touching. love even if the other one isn't near you, even if they mm. blocked you from their lives, you can still <laughs> love them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh so. Yes. Thank you. Mm. Um, so we have one final question that we like to ask our guests. And then um, after that, if you can tell us where, the people can find you, the men sure. and women can find you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in your exploration for truth, whatever, um, whatever level you want to take that, uh, what have you learned about yourself in these past few years? Ah, hmm. Truth is king. Mm. I, I, I came to see that for me, Truth is the path to everything. Truth is the path to healing. Mm. Truth is the path to freedom. Mm. And there can be no love without truth. So I truly mm. see that as the most valuable um, gift. Mm. And that path of truth is so rewarding. And when I started speaking publicly, before I began to do that, I asked myself, what is it worth for me? What mm. am I putting on the line here? Mm. And I made a choice not to fear. And mm. I made a choice, truth comes first, no matter what. Mm. And so I've discovered my commitment to truth in the last two years. Mm. And that when you give yourself to that path, the path of truth, then you are being guided by higher forces as well. Mm. And you are being protected mm. by the divine. Yes. That's because no man can serve two masters. So when you fully start mm. to serve the truth, you know, you're on the path of Christ. Mm. Oh, the Christ in heart. Yes. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. And where, where can we find mm. you for those who don't know? Yeah, so check out my website. It's mm. uh, community. There you have all the links everywhere. And then on Telegram, you can find me, Henna Maria 22. Yeah, we'll link that up. Thank you yes. so much for being here. Yes. We didn't even get Thank to the you. question. So I'm going to go out and invite you for a comeback. I almost feel like I want to have tea with you. Every day, <laughs> and we can just sit here and talk. Just for hours. Um, in the States, I'll let you know. Yes, please <laughs> and, um, yeah, Please. And, um, yeah, I'd like for you when you find the time to come back and talk about all the beautiful projects. Cause as I said, yes. you do a lot of boots on the ground and you have amazing, I mean, I have them all here and I've been tapping into that, but I'd like others to listen to the expression mm. of that through you because it's just beautiful work you're doing. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'll be back. All Thank right. You. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks.